0: We're going to start with a bit of a, a bit of a spoiler warning for everybody at home. This is going to have a lot of in-depth conversation about The Last of Us. So if you haven't played the game, or if you haven't seen the show, what are you waiting for? It's a fantastic show. It's a great show. It's a great game. But huge spoiler warnings. Me and Oscar are going to be delving deep into the both the show and the game. Part one. Part two is going to be a little spicy but it's going to come up in a future episode but you've been warned so if you do not want any spoilers for the show or the game then check out our other episodes it's great let's do this all right This is the Free Topic Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and with me on a very special occasion. It's been years in the making, buddy. Uh, I have my very good buddy, Oscar, hello. online, and we are going to be talking about The Last of Us. Oscar, my God, dude.
1: Mm. Years. I know. We've been
0: trying to do something together, and now it's finally the- come to fruition. I love it. So, Last of Us. This Mm. is a game that, for me, uh, it's very near and dear. I love the game. Quick Mm -hmm. backstory on that. Uh, So in 2013, I fully was playing the Xbox 360. That's the only game console I had. I decided to kind of give up on the PlayStation. And this is the state of affairs, basically, back in 2013. How dire Sony was at this point. They didn't really have very good exclusives i mean it's fair to say right oscar that the 360 is kicking its ass right
1: yeah i mean sony also had the issue of just the ps3 being too expensive like it would it just wasn't affordable compared to the 360 so a lot of more people were able to get their hands on the 360 and they were just it had a better internet interface so everybody could just play together Xbox, I mean, you had Live. Halo. that's right.
0: Oh, and Halo, you yeah. can forget you had Halo, Halo. 3?
1: yeah. You had Halo, Call of Duty 2, I believe, that also brought a lot Modern of Modern Warfare 2.
0: Yeah, uh, damn, dude, you're jogging my memory. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that's exactly why I quit it. It was because of the online. Xbox yep. Live, just by far and away, had the best online setup at the time, and that's mm-hmm. what it worked until this gem this absolute just home run by sony and by naughty dog who is was the um, game developer came out with the last of us so at the time let's resume our story i did not have a playstation and my good buddy oscar was telling me hey man you need to play this game and i said what (laughs) and he said nope you absolutely need to play this game and uh i came over to his house he let me play for about five minutes and then i was immediately hooked just on the the graphics alone at the time were unprecedented it was just so good and i was already a fan of naughty dog because of the uncharted series but i ended up staying probably about four hours that first day and i, and mm-hmm. I did not want to leave i wanted to take his playstation with me but <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't let me but yeah i ended up falling in love with the game and it was a great story that's what that's what captured me out what about you oscar
1: So it's interesting because I never played Jack and Daxter, believe it or not, and I didn't play Uncharted either. I remember hearing you gush about it, (laughs) and I think our mutual friend John at the time was also like into it as well. So I I just absolutely, yeah, I just remember like seeing the game, and it was like, oh, here's Naughty Dog, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I heard it from somewhere, but I can't remember it. So I picked it up and played it and I was just like, Oh, oh this is really good. <laughs> oh this is this is something Ricky would love. Oh he knows. He knew me Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, I
0: did. and it became and I became obsessed with Yeah, yeah the story. With Joel and, and with Ellie. It was such a monumental achievement and I remember that the rest of that year in twenty thirteen you really just couldn't escape the just the critical acclaim, the game of the year buzz, and yeah, everything that it had going for it. And it kind of, I want to say, it kind of brought into light just how important exclusives are to game consoles. And I'm not sure if the PlayStation 3 is its worst selling console, but I like to think that everybody kind of got a PS4 after that, and you know, we were off to the races because Sony realized, oh, that's right, people play yeah. games for the for the experience of it, so they started putting more money into it.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a mix between um, the exclusives getting really tight for uh, Sony, where they were just pumping out banger after banger. Yeah. <laughs> and also Microsoft kind of shooting themselves in the foot by making the same mistake Sony did with the PS3, so...
0: That's this is right,
1: fun. man. Like, isn't that something?
0: They had him by the throat. They, had, yeah. like, they were just Halo, Gear, uh, Gears of War, Call of Duty. It was all kind of just rolling up into kind of, you know, is PlayStation done? But then this came out and a couple of other games, of course. So like we said at the top, we're going to be talking about the overall impact of the video game. And also we're going to be delving into the show hopefully doing this as a weekly recap of the show, which is excellent, by the way. Uh, oh, my Oscar, God. Oscar, what are your initial
1: reactions? Oh, my like, God. I loved it. Isn't it? Freak. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. It was It was really good. I knew it was going to be good because uh, Craig Mason, who did the miniseries for H, uh, for Chernobyl for HBO. Chernobyl. Absolutely. Um, That's a banger. A banger of a show. Yep. I loved it. Once, once that was like... Pitched in, and then they got Pedro Pascal and oh my god, I can't remember the actress's name for oh Ellie. Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey, yep, yeah. Pedro, I already thought was like that's that's a pretty good Joel, pretty good. Well, and they needed
0: absolutely they needed someone that is close to bulletproof as you can get, and right, Pedro. I mean, come on, man, the Mandalorian. You got the Mandalorian mm-hmm. to play Joel, absolutely. Obern Martell, and sign me up, yeah. <laughs> Oberyn Martel, man, just, mm-hmm. he's just Narcos. a fantastic actor. Narcos, he's been in plenty of, you know, and also plenty of movies. He's been picking up steam. I know he was in that Wonder Woman movie that nobody really liked, but, uh, <laughs> but for him yeah. as an actor, that's a pretty big deal to yeah. be in a, in a DC movie. And uh, from what I read on the reviews, he was the only bright spot in that movie. He was actually pretty good, pretty decent.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, we're going to be delving into that later on. But first, let's talk about the the game and where it all began. So, strap on, Asuka. Strap it on real tight. Because we're going to go full speed. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. So, The Last of Us as a video game. It was released on June 14th, 2013. It was created by video game developer Naughty Dog, that of Jack and Daxter and Uncharted: Fame, and it was published by Sony. So effectively, it was a uh, exclusive for the Sony game consoles. How did you first hear about the game, Oscar? Did you kind of see it like as a as a commercial, or were you following it online, or just uh, were you a fan of? No, of, yeah?
1: it was mostly articles talking about it. How? Um... Like, like you know, after Uncharted two, they're basically talking about like The Last of Us and Uncharted three and everything, and I was just kind of like, yeah, you know that that that's f- cool, because again, I didn't really play Uncharted. I didn't play it until I got a PS four, uh, uh, to be honest, and I never played Jack and Daxter, so I I just like kept tabs with it, but um, I just went back to like playing 360 stuff or whatever and um eventually i got a ps3 once that 360 phase was over and the ps3 became more affordable true <laughs> yeah so i ended up you know getting like metal gear solid uh, four i think it was
0: but, oh my god dude yeah what a it's probably up there with Metagross solid 3 snake Eater as one of my favorite my, my just absolute favorite metal gear games yeah. yeah but um so yeah cool. i
1: was playing like a bunch of other like different stuff and then eventually i was just like the last of us i saw it you know at a at a GameStop, and i was like you know what let me pick this up let me pick this <laughs> up because i remember hearing good things and i remember you you know hearing about how good uncharted was so i was like yeah you know what? let me pick it up and play it and in the beginning i'm like okay okay this is spooky you know end of the world kind of stuff by the end of the intro i'm like
0: Bro. Oh man, those first, those first fifteen minutes—just that first, the, the the prologue, so to speak—uh, such Oof. a hard-hitting way to start a video game, and it totally yeah. did go to where you 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 know where you you where you where think it'd be. Although it's a little bit of a spoiler as far as the cover art is concerned. Obviously, we know that that little girl did not look anything like what turned out to be spoiler Ellie. Girl. Yeah. yeah, of course, we're talking about Sarah. And here's where we go into to spoiler detail. So you have been warned. Plenty. Plenty of warnings. Of <laughs> yes, plenty going. of warnings. So, absolutely. So let me go ahead and recap the story. We start, the game starts in 2013. We start playing as Sarah, who is your average teenage girl, who is waiting up for her dad, who's Joel. And the whole sequence of events that that night, which turned out to be Sarah's last night, is effectively the world coming to an end, wouldn't you say? It it, it was pretty much cordyceps, which is the cordyceps fungi, was already taking over um, human beings at that point and turning Uh, them into not really zombies, but just infected, rageful, carnivorous people. Yeah, very
1: very 28 days later... Yeah, from it. That's a
0: good analogy. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Twenty five. days later, very much so. And that way, you know, it's really hard to define the infected as zombies. They they look and sound and just you, you think it's a zombie whor- uh, survival game, like a horror survival game. But it has so much more heart than that. As they make their way out of town, Joel, his brother Tommy, and his daughter Sarah, uh, they get separated. And as soon as they are near what we think is salvation, they get confronted by a soldier. The soldier gets orders strictly to shoot anybody, no matter if infected or not, shoot anybody that is trying to leave the quarantine zone, it seems. And Sarah dies. Sarah dies. And uh, that, was, I think, is the most defining moment in Joel's life, and that pretty much is where we come in as players 20 years later. We see a much more grizzled, much more stoic Joel than what we saw in the beginning. And we see that also Joel is a smuggler and he has a partner named Tess who, as a, as a pair, it just seems like they were quite infamous. Wouldn't you say, Oscar?
1: Yeah, they definitely had a reputation. The show kind of goes a little more detail into it. Which I love, dude. But um, basically, they were your smugglers that you did not want to cross. Oh, yeah. You didn't want to...
0: Especially Joel. I feel like Joel has an especially brutal kind of a reputation as... We could try Tess, but we definitely don't want to fuck with Joel. (laughs) We don't don't want to... Yeah,
1: it's alluded to many times when people speak about Joel... And especially, like, in correlation with his brother Tommy, like, Joel's the one you really don't want to piss off, right? Oh, yeah. he, he's he's the one where if you piss him off, you're probably going to end up dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, more often than uh, not. And truly, I think uh, when we come into the 20 years later, we just see that he is driven strictly by survival. We see him and Tess try to smuggle and hustle and uh, work their way up the ladder to earn as much, uh, I believe, ration cards as they could because ration cards just seem like the the currency in this new world that we saw in Boston,
1: by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: The whole beginning of the game as a player starts in Boston. So come to Joel's life 20 years later. He has Tess as his partner. And mainly, they are there to finalize a deal that they had with fellow smuggler Robert. And as you can tell, Robert is the skeezy kind of guy. He goes after um, Tess first. Tess gets jumped. She manages to get away and get Joel. And then... You know, and I'm I'm sort of prefacing this just to not have to recap again because that's what the first episode of this show was. So that's why I'm going into a little bit more detail in the first act. And mm-hmm. so, after they uh, successfully find Robert, they find out that his ware, so to speak, uh, gets sold to Marlene, who is the leader of a rebellion group against the, I guess, what's left of the government. You would say. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of an army, federal army or something like that. Uh, but they are part of the rebellion called the uh, Fireflies. And Marlene is, as Joel liked to put it, head Firefly of their group there in Boston. And this there that we meet Ellie. Uh, Marlene recruits Tess and Joel to take Ellie outside of the city limits into another group of fireflies that are waiting to transport her basically to their base over in the western side of the United States. And to, you know, kind of give a little more of a, um, a summary of events, Tess ends up getting uh, infected. She ends up uh, sacrificing herself when a group of soldiers catches up to them. When they get to their the, to their destination, ultimately deciding to go out on her own terms. Joel and Ellie then start a very awkward, very tenuous sort of partnership uh, between the both of them that we see only grow. And on their trek west, uh, they meet countless of people and they meet, whether good or bad, Henry and Sam. That part, you know, which is coming up in the show, I know is going to be quite a lot to to, yeah, to go
1: I, yeah i think we still got like maybe another 2 3 episodes before that though
0: yeah maybe two uh, if they if they remain true into to the game but i know that it's coming sooner rather than later but it's <laughs> oh
1: boy. Uh,
0: so once they 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 get out west they meet up with Joel's brother Tommy he ended up settling in Jackson Wyoming into a pretty decent sized settlement they have their own i guess crop system they have their own kind of you know uh group that protects them they have weapons they have food they were even working on a a water turbine for electricity and power and it is there that we see the first kind of cracks in joel's armor they you know ellie kind of sees through joel that joel is trying to kind of pawn her off to tommy uh because he doesn't i guess he feels that he is just getting way too invested in ellie's well-being and um I you know, mean, I guess, yeah
1: yeah that's like the culmination part of it but like you see the cracks way earlier right um, oh well yeah
0: as the game as the game goes on he starts yeah. trusting her a little bit more and more but it is here, and in that decision, and you know, after you, you know, they 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 separate, and they have this huge kind of one-on-one argument, which is a staple in 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 not only the game, but you know, you saw it in a lot of the previews when it came to the show itself. It's Ellie and Joel just admitting to each other that hey, I care about you, I don't want to be separated this is Ali talking I don't want to be separated from you because you're who I trust you're that guy you're that the the person that I am doing this with I don't know Tommy I don't trust him you know if if you're doing this then admit it at least that you care about me in some kind of fashion to which of course Joel does not at that point but after all of that playthrough and, and the battle scenes it was um he basically decided to stick with Ellie and go all the mm-hmm. way with her. Um, yep. And so that leads us to what is effectively the, you know, after plenty of, of uh, fights here in between. And I know I'm I'm, I'm going super speed on, on this because. You don't want to too give too much yeah, away. I'm not trying to give too much away. But after a whole bunch of fighting with a separate group of, I, I'd say, raiders, you know, you you whatever you want to call it. They get to the Fireflies out west, and it turns out that, and of course, I, I should have said this before, Ellie is immune. Ellie carries uh, a, a sort of mutated pathogen in her blood that allows her to be immune from not only the fungi spores, the cordyceps spores, but from a direct bite from an infected She's able to be all right after that. She's able to to you know not turn into an infected herself. And so um, the whole point of them coming out west was because they had a scientific, you know, quote unquote, huge quotation mark scientific research center out by again Wyoming or rather near Seattle, rather. And at the time, Elias incapacitated. Marlene and Joel have a one-on-one and marlene says that um drops the bomb that says that to create a cure or a vaccine ellie's brain needed to be studied and needed to be used the her marrow her i guess her 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 brain juice whatever (laughs) whatever (laughs) allows her to be immune is what they need And Joel, I think, at that point, was fully invested in Joel's well-being and fully invested in her. Uh, He came to really love this girl. And that was just one, I guess, one heartbreak too many. He decides to say, fuck that, shoots Marlene, takes the, you know, shoots up the hospital where, where they were at. More importantly, shoots the surgeon that is supposed to go through with the operation. More on that in a little bit. That seems to be a kind of a no-no for uh, for Joel in, in future events, but ends up kidnapping Ellie and taking her back to Jackson to where Tommy's settlement is and ends up telling her that lying to her, essentially saying that there were plenty of immune children and it didn't do any good that they had wasted their time and they were taking them home. Ellie, of course, has her own doubts, but uh, at the end of the game, she has a final kind of a confrontation with Joel and asks him to swear that he is telling the truth about the Fireflies and about the other immune children, to which, of course, he lies. He he seals the coffin there and says, I swear, and that is where we leave the first game, to which Ellie says, "Okay, of course, like she's going to believe Joel. She's... Doesn't have any reason to not believe him at that point, but that is essentially the game. Oscar, how many times have you played this game, would you say? Have you played it just that once? Have you replayed it since? Uh,
1: Three or four times, I think.
0: Three or four times? Um, What do you think? Was there more meat on the bones after the first playthrough, or did the story kind of change anything for you?
1: I mean... I guess my first playthrough was I was just so engrossed in, like, where the story was going. I didn't bother to, like, take a look at some of the side stuff. And then on my second playthrough, I'm realizing, like, here's, like, the psychological impacts of what's going on with these characters. Like, I'm starting to think more along those lines, right? And how, like, Ellie and Joel are interacting. And just how the relationship basically changes from the very beginning to the very end. And I, it was a very good game. Uh, I, I played it on normal, played it on hard each time. I'm—I don't want to say I'm finding something new. I don't think it's one of those games where it's—you're not—you're not, you're not going to find something like, oh my god, this is mind blowing when you play it. But it's—it's it's a <laughs> very solid story with very solid <laughs> themes that you may not pick up the first time around if you're just watching for like entertainment or or something along those lines. There are some profound issues within it, most notably towards the end with Joel and that question. But I mean, yeah, I I like the game. I while There's I don't a... play it anymore, <laughs> I, I do watch like the story every so often when I'm like nostalgic for it. You know, and yeah, now that and I have the T V show and story. now now I can like watch the T V show and I can be like, ooh, you know, they did this different from the game. Oh my god, that's yeah. really smart of them, you know. So uh, yeah, I will say though, Bill, favorite character.
0: Bill being the the fellow smuggler, basically when we get the past survivalist. the Boston, the survivalist, you know, and yeah, yeah. And in the game there, uh, we have to go through a maze of his traps and his own, I guess, sarcastic wit and just the way he just speaks to Joel, as far as you know, what caring and loving somebody can lead you to. And it's especially poignant given how the events of part two go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. The interactions between him and Ellie are my favorite part of the game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, just, the, just the cranky old, you know, the cranky old man and mm-hmm. the sassy teenager. It's, it's always going to be my favorite. So, how in 2013 was this game received? Well, we covered that a little bit. It was widely, wildly acclaimed. 3.4 million copies sold, according to Sony, being that it was the fastest-selling new IP in the history of PlayStation 3. So much so it, it was it was again it was such a popular game that it's been remastered twice. Yeah, one
1: game of the year that year. It um it's widely considered one of the best games ever made, one of the greatest games ever made. I mean, yeah. there's not it's much, much there. you can say. It was it was a much juggernaut we back then. more can say than that. Yeah.
0: Uh, it has its very its own hardcore fan base uh, to which I am a part of, of course, though not as quite as hardcore as to start, you know, kind of bitching and demeaning the actors that play the roles, and um, you know, we'll cover that in a little bit when we go into the the, the TV show. But yeah, it was been remastered twice, once for the PlayStation Four. And w- again for the PlayStation Five, and it's been scheduled for release on PC by March of this year.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. there out. is a PC yeah. port. There is a PC port of it,
0: and God only knows what the modders are going to do. That's, <laughs>
1: that's oh, it's going to
0: be certain. the oh man, I can't wait! I can't wait to see what mod. I, I love that's what I love about the PC crowd Look. is that they take a game, make it so funny, so fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of like RE2 remake, and you can see all the mods of what they did for that. 400 percent facial expressions. Oh my god!
0: Oh man, I can't wait for Resident uh, RE4 the that remake. Oh man, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Um, it's gonna dude, be so good. We're gonna we're gonna have our own kind of a uh, podcast on it sooner rather than later. We're gonna cover RE2, yeah, uh, yeah the Resident yeah. Evil world. So. Ooh, the critics and the and the public uh, meet and shake hands and play nice, in, you know.
1: You know, I'm going to say I think this was before the time of where users were more like cynical, right, towards games. This was a little, yeah. We were we were like, not that it we, wasn't we there.
0: We were not was, fully was. in. Yeah, there was, But we're,
1: we're, we weren't fully in like the the review bomb like, portion where, like, people are just downloading or being contrarians just to be it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And I think that we were just at the dawn of that, because I remember that that Mass Effect 3, uh, Mm -hmm. the ending to that, it was so divisive. So uh, it, it was just not frightening. It was just a little alarming to see... What a rabid fan base, people that are so passionate about a project or a game, when their voice is heard, you really feel it. And I think that's where we're at with video game developers now, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. it it was certainly, uh, again, not as pronounced back then as it is now. But when it came to uh, anybody connected to this project, it just seemed like, It was their golden ticket. Uh, Naughty Mm. Dog was completely cemented as a AAA title producing game studio that almost could do no wrong at that point. Jack and Daxter were a fun game. I loved the Jack and Daxter games. Uncharted to me was one of those games that it, it was just fun. It was just a rollicking fun game to get into. This just kind of sealed the deal with them and established them as the premiere you know you could say that about very few video game studios you know like game studios like you know bungie created halo you know they were Mm -hmm. as foolproof as it could get until of course bungie stopped making the halo games yeah and bioware with the mass effect games you know the the list goes on and on you know naughty dog kind of pushed their way in there as a game studio definitely to to look out for the voice cast also Namely, because of the two leads, Troy Baker uh, voiced Joel and Ashley Johnson voiced Ellie. Those are those became household names after that. Troy Baker being, you know, plenty plenty voiceover work. Uh, most notably, Joel, of course. Yep. He also did uh, the Joker in one of the Batman Ark- Arkham City games. Yep. And plenty of other stuff. He also went into the Uncharted series as well. Ashley Johnson is actually a, a, a an actress. You know, not that. Troy Baker isn't an actor, but uh, she's much more into um, the realm of television, where she's got multiple roles in uh, TV work. So, yeah, that as a a whole is what The Last of Us as a video game just permeated pop culture. And that's how we got the TV show, to which we're going to go into.
1: I will say before that. Yeah. on the on the note of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson and uh, sure. I think their performances were so good oh, that yeah. it gave people probably a different perception of voice actors, right? Oh yeah. Cuz nowadays like like voice acting in and itself is not really viewed upon well or I guess like they're not viewed as like traditional actors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you see it a lot with Hollywood, where they're like, oh, here's an animated movie, but we're going to get high-budget actors to play these roles instead of actual voice actors who know what they're doing and emoting. So, sometimes these, like, animated movies kind of come off weird. Yeah. Like, the characters are just weird, in a sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, these two more or less proved, like, no, these actors, these voice actors are actors. They can emote. They probably have a harder time emoting than anything else cuz they they're conveying their voice without using facial expressions and you know physical expressions. So I mean you you see it a lot like uh, it's starting to become better now. I mean take a look at God of War as oh, an example. Oh my
0: god, yeah. Yeah. And and how awesome. good
1: the voice act or the the motion cap and the voice actors are for those like this this was one of those games that that started kind of started it or revolutionized it to some degree i would say
0: that's a very good point yeah that's a very good point
1: <laughs> at that time yeah in 2013
0: gosh where were we we were pretty sure god of you know, we went through the god of war series which were you know as a game they were good you know they were your typical hack and slash adventure game you know epic but the voice work was just you know it was campy it was what it was you know they got Mm -hmm. they had uh plenty of real real actors and you know more to your point man like when um destiny came out peter dinklage as uh his name alone was kind of Made people pay attention to that game a little more. Not only because, mm-hmm. of course, Bungie was creating it and Bungie of of Halo fame, but they got a big time actor in in Peter Dinklage, who he was just at his pe- at the peak of his powers. With not only his popularity, the uh, the the kind of pull that he had with Game of Thrones, yeah, he was just again, it was more like a, a Pedro Pascal move. Uh, yeah, just as foolproof of an actor as bulletproof of an actor as he could get. And of course, to his credit, and and Peter Dinklage is a fine, great, great actor. Just as a voice actor, it was a little, little more to be desired with him. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that's you know that's a very good point, Oscar. But we'll go ahead and now uh, take a little break, and we will come back to do the vi- uh, the TV show.
1: Yep. All
0: right. <laughs> All right. So. The Last of Us, the TV show. When, mm. Oscar, did you mm. hear about the fact that it was actually coming to our screens? When did you hear about that?
1: Oh. Or how God. did you hear about it? Was it like two, three years ago?
0: I yeah, think that's it was. Tasted, right. I, I
1: think. Yeah, I think it was Reddit. I think I I think I heard about it on Reddit and then I like looked it up on other sources and found out yeah, they're they're making a TV show and I was like, "Oh, you got to love Reddit, man." I love oh, Reddit. okay, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> All right, they're making a TV show. I hope they don't mess it up. Right? That was my first thing. I was like, "I really hope they do not mess it up." Cuz yeah, we, we had discussions about whether or not they should or should not like make a sequel, which we we'll get into that like in a different time, but it's even scarier when it's when it's a live action adaptation, right? Most video yeah. game live adaptations don't do well. You can go back and look at that horrible <laughs> Super Mario Brothers live adaptation. I mean, the Mortal Kombat one was your typical B movie schlock of karate stuff and whatnot, but and that's like. That was, that was what we had. That's the peak. Yeah, that was the peak that we had. That was the peak, yeah. <laughs> like, Resident... And then, like, live-action Resident Evil. And then well, you Evil. Can, Oh. You can argue whether the it. first one... Okay, you can argue whether the first one is good. I personally think it's good for what it was. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. As a fan, I was pretty ticked that it wasn't entirely faithful.
0: You mean that there was no Chris, no Claire, no Mia, Yeah. Liam, nothing? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I mean... <laughs> I'm just kind of like, okay, I mean, it's it's got the same beats, it's just way different. I thought, man, this is like an amalgamation of two and one or something like that. Like, I don't know, I, like, actually, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You know, it was kind of, like, exciting, and it, don't get me wrong, Resident Evil 1 was a pretty good film in its own right, if you take it away from the, the source material and stuff. Number two came out, and then you could obviously tell it was like, all right they <laughs> now they're now they're pandering now
0: they're pandering now it's just a cash grab now, now they're pandering we can go ahead and
1: say <laughs> now they're pandering only the difference is, is Mila Jovovich show um but yeah and then obviously 3 4 i don't know how However many came, came out i stopped uh, down, yeah honestly, it was really just like okay if you just like dumb schlocky movie fun then go ahead and watch it <laughs> so i was like oh no don't let the Last of Us be like this. Oh gosh! The only yep. way it turned for me was when Chris Manson was slated to do it, and then I was like, "Okay, HBO is going for the big guns." Oh yeah, they it, and they, it just seems
0: so apparent that they were. They were all all in. They 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 yeah. bought into what the story represented and just the clout that came with it i like you i did hear about it on it wasn't reddit it was imdb that kind of broke the news for me also bringing on as an executive producer neil Druckmann, who was the uh is the head of the naughty dog gaming studio creatively he's the one that wrote the story he's the one that came up with the game he directed the game also so they were going all out in terms of keeping faithful to the source material. Right. Yeah, and then we started hearing a whole bunch of casting rumors. At some mm-hmm. point, it was rumored that John Hamm was in the running for the Joel part, which is crazy huh. to me. I, I mean, mean
1: Yeah. He, I dude, love John Hamm. John Hamm is great. Not even just that, there were rumors of Matthew McConaughey. And he turned it down, and then they were yeah. getting uh, Mahershala Ali. They were trying to, at They're
0: least. Try- yes. How crazy would that have been? Ma- Mahershala Ali. Uh, I-, I know you say ma- Mahershala. Is it my ma- I don't want to mispronounce I, it. But I don't want to mispronounce I know, it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably butchered it, to be No, honest. it's okay. It's okay. We're both learning here. But, <laughs> dude, I... I love Mahershala Ali. I love uh, his just his style of acting. Luke Cage yeah. season two, um, mm-hmm. fantastic. Or was it season one? I'm um,
1: not. Uh, uh, season
0: one, I think. Season... Uh, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it was season one. Pretty
0: sure it was season one. And just his style of acting is fantastic. That would have been something. Uh, another uh, casting rumor was Hugh Jackman. I think that might have been a just a huge swing for the fences, considering he uh, doesn't really do TV work. But I think he also turned it down. And then we got to Pedro, our boy Pedro. uh, Mm -hmm. At least here at this podcast, we love dearly. Uh, I don't think any one of our friends, you know, when we say Pedro Pascal, they're like, "Oh fuck that guy," you know, like, or he's horrible. Completely beloved, both on the internet and here at this podcast, and we were super excited. At least I was when it was announced that he was Joel. And not only that, but I think just as much a part of it was Bella Ramsey, who is the lovable, sassy Lady Lyanna Mormont on Game of Thrones that, Mm -hmm. you know, scene-stealing right from the get-go, just in the way that she delivers her lines and just fantastic, fantastic uh, child actress. Now, you know, as a teenager, just embodies Ellie. And that... I think comes to the biggest thing that I am happy with on the show currently, like uh, to this point, was how much they nailed each and every one of those casting choices. Even mm-hmm. Tess, you know what I mean? Like Tess to yep. me, like she brings a different kind of side to Tess. And I'm talking about Anna Torv, who is the actress that uh, portrays Tess on the show. Because Tess in the video game, you don't really get any warmth with her. She is strictly just out to murder you. She's out to murder Robert. She's out to just. She's a very aggressive, no nonsense, takes no shit from anybody type of character. Yep. It, it is only at the end where, and again, this is spoilers. So There's only at the end where she is bitten and infected where you start getting a sense that, oh, her and Joel may not just be partners in this. They might just be something more. In the TV right. show, there is no doubt about it. They are romantically involved with each other. Oh uh, yeah. And it was perfect in the way they did it because it, it didn't do the what, what I like to call the HBO way where it's with gratuitous sex scenes, after gratuitous <laughs> sex scenes. Just a straight cuddle. Just, just a straight cuddle. Just a straight, you know, hey, I had a long day, you had a long day. Let's just, you know, go to bed. Yep. Kind of thing and I love that. I love that part mm-hmm. of it. Uh, not that again, it, it, you know, I'm a prude or anything at the in my household but uh sometimes you know hbo has a certain uh stigma and a certain uh, you know kind of reputation with their shows of just gratuitously putting you know sex and violence and you know sexual assault on on the screen just because you know it it, it lends to the story so to speak but not with this one which i was very happy with what about you awesome mm-hmm. Would you said oh, the biggest I mean, the biggest thing that you took away as a positive on this on this show from the first episode
1: that's a good question
0: I'm making you think here yeah you're, you're making oh, yeah. Yeah, you're,
1: you're making me think' nothing oh yeah honestly I think the biggest takeaway is just how they nailed the atmosphere and the tension to me I I think one of the the, the highlight scenes that stuck with me um, and this is spoiler um, sure if, if, if to anybody who hasn't seen the first episode is when Sarah is at the neighbor's house. Oh right? my God the and old woman she, on the ooh. she's she's looking through the collection of movies and stuff and that old you know that old lady that the the grandma yeah the grandma <laughs> yeah she just opens her mouth and it's just what the hell. Oh, uh, dude, I thought I was watching a horror
0: movie. I thought I was watching It for, yes. a, for a second there. Yes. I was completely... De- they made such a, a different dimension to be mm-hmm. affected,
1: And, like, yeah. you can see the, the, the tone, like, you know, early in, in the beginning of the episode, you're seeing everybody go about their day, and then <laughs> you slowly start to see you know, the, the, the news high, or you start to hear the news highlights. Oh, there's you know, violence breaking out and everything. And then as it gets tonight, it becomes very, very tense, right? Very tense. Very
0: tense. Um, It gets brought up to 11 uh, in terms of... Yes. You know that something's about to go down. Right. It's starting to unravel. Yeah.
1: Right. And then it goes goes through the rest of the the prologue. And they did take some liberties with certain things. I, 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 I do like that they did but you start to see how it goes from tense to now being like a race for survival to just desperately trying to get out to just watching the madness unfold in front of them. And then just to skip ahead to after the prologue when it's 20 years into the future, you now see like this broken down society, right? Yeah. You you, you see what everybody is doing. You see this like tense atmosphere where you got armed guards all over the place and people are trying to just get those credits for, for meals and stuff and they're going about doing whatever kind of odd job there is. Yeah, I mean, they, they nailed the tension, for sure. I, I think that's my biggest takeaway from the first one so far. I do think my second takeaway is just the subtle little changes that they did, just to kind of give you even more of a backstory to what these characters might or might not have been up to before and mm-hmm. after. Because I don't know if it was as apparent in the game. I know they were like talking about contractors and everything, and they did mention it in the, in the show. Right. But there's also that one subtle change in the show where Joel has to go bail out Tommy.
0: Tommy, and that's how we and get to... Sarah being right. left alone as with the video right. game, it to the people at home that haven't played it. It is just Joel putting down Sarah to bed, and supposedly he was over at the neighbor's house up until yeah. that point. But yeah, it was a great change, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good eye on that. I think truly that they were aiming to satisfy not only the new viewers, but also the viewers that have played the game, mm. and it was sublimely done it was uh, about as much like it it exceeded my own high expectations for the first uh episode which i loved however Mm. i would like to point out that not everything is perfect no episodes of tv nothing that's put on screen can escape what i like to call the nitpicks so Mm. for me the nitpicks in terms of story i have to unfortunately call out our girl sarah on a couple of things. One. Oh, okay. You're in town. You get mm. chewed away. Basically thrown out of the clock store. I want to say. You don't tell anybody anything. You don't go to your. Okay. You get you get basically finagled into going into your, your neighbor's house after school. Fine. You don't tell your, your neighbor anything. You don't mention like, hey, by the way, there's like a whole bunch of shit going down <laughs> downtown. I mean and you don't you know like I, I was just basically shoot away from like the clock store
1: uh what's up with that? Well, you know what I mean? He, okay, so here's the thing. I thought it was brought up because like she goes in there and then the uh the lady right that that's looking after her neighbor. is yeah. like the neighbor, yeah. She she's like oh people need to get right with Jesus and everything and I'm thinking like okay, okay maybe like, like, maybe that was, like, a, a, a reference to what's going on, like, outside with all the violence and everything. I guess it was an oversight. I mean, you're a well, kid, right? as like, so far like, as she, a kid she, is
0: concerned, I would, man, at 13, I'd be freaking out. <laughs> Telling people, like, okay, so you may have caught me. All right, so may have it may have been brought up, but I, I guess that the the intensity of which is brought up, you know, like, that I, yeah, to me, I, I, like... I, is, Sarah, I I guess it just, to me, it's not believable that a 13 year old kid can be so calm in situations where you obviously see that there's a squad car after squad car, just, you know, bullhorn and everything that is going to a place. And you don't tell anybody. Like, you you don't, you
1: don't like voice, like, hey, something's not right. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'm just projecting myself a little bit because I was kind of like that when you know, the big event in 01 happened. Are we giving too much sh- heat on a 13-year-old? I mean, I don't know. I believe it, I am. With- I would say so,
0: because even <laughs> when her dad walked into the door, it was just basically like, Dad, where have you been? <laughs> There's so much shit uh, going yeah. down. To Are you all right?
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? You're- you're right on that. I guess it was because she was more <laughs> preoccupied with like, oh, right. It's your birthday. Let right, me give it's... you your gift, right? Yeah. It was like, okay, now we got to hit the, the the story beat from the game kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I can agree with that. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Like and... that, was, that was pretty awkward, like that specific moment. The first moment <laughs> with the neighbor, maybe not so much. Jeff, Definitely when Joel comes back, it's kind of like – well, he's not freaking out. I guess maybe I don't freak out. But I it's still freak, weird that yeah. she's like, I don't know, I mean, that oh, I mean, has been yeah, going you on were... late, like, And also,
0: I, I guess you didn't want to mention that she was downtown, I guess, because that would have given away her gift. But still, sometimes the priorities, Sarah. Sometimes you have to really, really think about <laughs> what your priorities are in this life. And unfortunately, True. you didn't.
1: Uh yeah, yeah i think i think they might have just like okay we're segueing to the we're to the into the which i in, get it for the plot to the game i understand moment.
0: but these are my nitpicks and I'm i sell hardcore them. drugs <laughs> you know
1: like like you gotta you gotta throw in that you one you gotta liner. throw
0: it in yeah dude what were your nitpicks mm. if you had any on the on the was like something you were not happy with maybe mm. one that needed to something that i wasn't happy with or you think that they could have done better maybe let's phrase it that way
1: all right Man, I actually got to think about this because right? uh, there's not a lot they did technically wrong, in my opinion.
0: Oh yeah, um, that's what it's called nitpicks. I thought the episode was fantastic, ten out of ten. But sometimes, you know, for yeah. me, yeah, I, I bring in a little bit more of a levity or a little more balance too. Like, no, like I, I, I mean,
1: things. I mean, I'm critical too. Just, I really have to think about this. Like, man,
0: was it Pedro Pascal's complete lack of hygiene because that's another thing that i know
1: <laughs> oh yeah he me. doesn't
0: i have not seen that man like the start of the day not a shower in sight end of the day not a shower in sight i bet he didn't even shower while he was going to pick up tommy and then it, well obviously bro, we're talking about the the apocalypse bro, nobody's like, taking like, showers but still i
1: mean i mean besides hygiene. that like, like disgusting <laughs> <laughs> what do you? I mean, sure, you could say in the morning, the but I shower. guess they would skip that over. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna show I'm Joel just freaking Bay, like, like well, what? Not? What? It's Pedro. Tommy calls and it's just like, bro, I need you to get me out of here. All right, but first I got to shower, man. <clears throat> no, you gotta yeah, bail me out, man. <laughs> oh, well, the give me, hell! Give me two seconds.
0: I got to shower. Give me two minutes. I'll be there. What's two all minutes right, 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 <laughs> gonna right. I know if I
1: ever need to be bailed out, it's like, all right, yo, Ricky, <laughs> yo, listen, you're interrupting me. And, and my hair right now. All right, bro. Interrupting G- give me, me like, time, Oscar. You give me give me like it. give me like fifteen minutes. It's like, bro, I've <laughs> got fifteen minutes. Listen, listen. It's listen. A Friday. You know how? <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. So um, <laughs> if there's any nitpick, I guess. I mean, I don't really know for for the first episode. For the first episode
0: it was pretty I would have to rewatch it. I would have to rewatch it. It was pretty spotless. I just from from the first and I and I haven't rewatched it. That's the thing. Uh, maybe that's I haven't rewatched it either. I was gonna rewatch it tomorrow. Oh yeah. This is like our first reactions kind of thing. Right. Um, I was gonna rewatch it
1: tomorrow before the next episode. Maybe I would pick up a couple of things then, but like, man, nitpicks. I don't know, man. No, I that's mean,
0: fine. that's fine. Oh yeah, we can we can leave it at that. Like it's fine. If again, it's something that that bears rewatching. But for, at least for me in this segment of the the pod, that's what I like to call the nitpicks. I mean,
1: I, I okay. If you want a nitpick, I guess I can I can do this. Now that I'm thinking about it, Ooh. you have your stereotypical zombie apocalypse yes. oblivious bystander moment. Oh, when tell me, please, Joel. Joel and Tommy are getting Sarah out, right? Yeah. Like, they they hit the old lady with the – or Joel hits the old lady with the wrench. Yeah. You know, they're they're going into their car. They put Sarah in and then, like, there's a neighbor that comes out and, you know, she's like, Joel, what's going on? And Joel, like, at the top of his lungs is just like, you need to get back in the house right now and lock it and blah, 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 right? Right. And then, like, you know, the, the, the two neighbors that got bit. By the the old lady earlier, they come out infected, you know, get run over, and then it's your st- it's your stereotypical zombie apocalypse. Oh no! What are you <laughs> doing? Jill? And then they just get she just gets jumped on, and I'm like, I don't know if my neighbor, who is, seems to be pretty trusted in the community, is yelling at me at the top of my lungs i'm gonna think yeah. something's wrong right yeah right? i, I, I mean, do what I the hell know. he says i i do i go I, back I mean, in the I house mean, and i lock the door there's yeah. the there's the nitpick and i don't think it's just because it's just because it's been done to death in every zombie movie right well yeah and you would think have there been zombie
0: movies in the world of the last of us at the up at that point you would think right like you would, you think. would think that good. You it. would
1: think. look at that i mean on the spot oscar I, I, up with, I mean, with, with that, that's a, with like the found- only thing. one I could think of because it's like, okay, you got to have your stereotypical zombie, you know, scene <laughs> yeah, 101 sure, right yeah. here, you where, know, kind of kind of deal.
0: Somebody needlessly has to get killed off because they've... Right, just to show like, like, oh, yeah, much.
1: things are going down. It's like, yeah. oh, man, I couldn't tell with like the, the low hanging planes that oh. something's going to go down. Although I got to say, I mean? I,
0: I'm a huge fan bring it home a little bit. I'm a huge fan of the way that they decided to show the infected compared to the video game because uh, in the video game they show yeah. a lot more, like, they're a lot more like zombies than than, than Right, else. they're a lot more like um,
1: rage virus 28 days later. Like, they got the so, mouth, like, blood oh yeah, all over the mouth. foaming
0: at just, the mouth and all that. Yeah, they're just like running
1: um, and sprinting and everything and this, it's like you see, like, the 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 cordyceps, the cordyceps from the mouth and that's from the way the that mouth, they infect people. Oh, which man, What a beautiful... segues yeah. which ties pretty much later into the show when Joel and Tess go down to the sewer. Oh, and they go boy. to that one spot to climb to the other side. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but in the game, mm-hmm. that spot, that particular room where the, the guy who's, like, merged on the wall with the cordyceps, yes. Yes. they they have to put gas masks on. Oh, yeah, because of the spores. Because of the spores. But yes. in this, they didn't do it. And many people have made this connection Right. obviously, because there's been plenty of episodes before this one. But those Cordyceps tendrils from the mouth are basically the new way of getting infected. So that way they don't have to be like, okay, well, here's spores, you need the gas mask. Like, it, it, you know, it, it, for gameplay purposes in the game, I get why they did it. Mm. It's just a smart way to change it up for the show. It's like, okay, let's not... Like, like that's kind of unne- like too, too much. Like, it's unnecessary, let's just take it out let's just make the tendril thing and you know it's probably creepier and sure enough it was creepier because honestly when I first saw it I thought man she took a huge chunk of hair out of the back holy yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> until I saw another guy later on I'm like yeah. oh that's not that's not hair that's holy hair. crap
0: <laughs> oh, shit. dude oh man I, I know exactly the point of time oh man like that's it's just these little tidbits, like these little little nods to the game that I loved about the first episode. Mm-hmm. There's plenty yep. of Easter eggs, and I can't wait to see what the next few, and like just the rest of the season, how it pans out and how close they are and what kind of liberties they take. What nitpicks mm-hmm. you can find. Oscar, any last observation and last, last things you want to add before we go?
1: I get, I mean, maybe about like the Fireflies and Marlene, because God. Dang, Marlene is like,
0: woof, <laughs> man, she is a cut above the rest for sure. Ooh, uh, she
1: is, she is a lot more like quick to anger than the game from what I remember. I mean, I haven't like seen the game in, in quite a bit, but like, man, she comes in there and it's just like everybody needs to follow fucking orders. You better get them the fucking down there right now. Uh, I'm like, dude, God dang, right? It's like even when talking they, they're to taking Joel a lot more. Tess, l-
0: Hell yeah! They're taking a lot yeah. more with her character than we got in the game. Yeah, because in the I game mean, we got a bit like maybe fifteen total minutes, 20, ten minutes. Yeah, like that. yeah, on, and on, yeah.
1: And it's funny too, because like you know, you see the fireflies and. You see their things around, like, even the recruiters coming around. Like, I, I got a good kick out of the recruiter trying to recruit Joel, and he's just like, you spout any of that shit, and I'm going to break your job. I'm going to break but, your uh, job, man. Keep it moving. Yeah. But, like, you, you, you kind of see them, and they're like, man. I, I mean, I know they're fighting a technical war and everything, but, like, damn. Everybody oh, is yeah. just on edge, on tense, and it's just a raging asshole. I mean, it's... It, <laughs> I mean it's even funny with Ellie where she's like changed up chained up to like a boiler thing and they have it just come in every day, repeat your name, count to ten. Shh, oh, you know dude. you just hear you Ellie. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, Wait, six, slower. seven, slower. eight, five. slower. seller, yeah. <laughs> And then she said that at the end for nine and ten, it's just fuck you. you. I uh, <laughs> shoot, I would have the same reaction.
0: Oh man. Holy I Holy shit. I loved it. Honestly. Like even,
1: even when negotiating, she's like like her subordinate is right there. You would assume like her second in command of that particular thing and she's acting like this woman is incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like, holy
0: shit, man. Yeah, you have part of your um, ear missing, Danielle. Can you like, right. fucking relax? Uh, right. Yeah, and dude.
1: Uh, real quick, one more thing. I will yes. say this. I loved where they left off. And it was actually I was I was actually predicting cuz I'm like I'm like okay it's got to be getting close to the end. I thought they were going to leave off on the cliffhanger of them finding out that Ellie was bitten, right? But instead, they left it off at the cliffhanger of them going to the building. I was like ooh that's a really good place. It's to such go a to leave great.
0: Off. It's yeah. It's such a great way it's a to
1: really good leave, place off to
0: leave off the game. Even in the game, I kind of after playing all of that. That's what, I think where I stopped. Before we got yeah. into like those big buildings, uh, yeah, which is it. It just feels so much like you're seeing the game cutscenes brought to real mm-hmm. life. I love it. Yeah. Yep, can't wait mm-hmm. to see more, Oscar. This has been a treat, man. Fricky. Yeah, man, it's been a great it treat, has and been. this has been a little bit of a supersized episode considering we also talked about the game. But hopefully, a little bit down the line, we're gonna go ahead and do reaction pods for the show. Episode, that we love yeah. so much yeah. each episode. Oscar can, again, man.
1: Thank you so much. Ah, no, thank you for having me, man.
0: Absolutely. So that was my buddy Oscar. Thank you so much to him. Thank you so much to you guys. If you like the episode, please. Drop a like, drop a drop a follow, join. Uh, tell me where we did wrong. Tell me what we did right. And hopefully you enjoyed your time listening to the podcast. There's going to be a lot more here on Free Topic. And if you haven't done so, check out our draft episodes. while well, we have one up for video games. Um, so with that, thank you again so much. This has been Free Topic. My name is Ricky. Enjoy the rest of your time.